Welcome to We're Not Really Backpackers. I'm Janie. I'm Susie. Welcome to another week with us. <laughs> if you are new here, what do we do, Janie? Oh, well, thank you. We talk about travel and backpacking most of the time. Some of the time. We also talk about a lot of other things, but basically as a couple of long-term travelers ourselves, we're talking about our experiences and our tips and our tricks. Yes. Invaluable, I would say. Well, <laughs> I would hope so. <laughs> um, I was about to say a couple of 29-year-old travelers, but that's only going to be for a couple more days because someone's turning 30. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm so funny. <laughs> wow. Such a Leo. <laughs> I know. I'm so excited. It's going to be really fun. Do you know, it's so funny. I mean, I, we're in total lockdown and we can't do anything, but yeah, it's still going to be great. I, I'm so excited. I have you and Jack and that's all I need. <laughs> Fuck and everybody else. I mean, I don't like, yeah, I would love to have a proper birthday party because I love a birthday party. Yeah, and I honestly thought my 30th would be one of my biggest... I mean, I didn't, even before I came to Australia, and oh. if ever I thought of my 30th, I was like, oh yeah, that's going to be a big milestone, you know. No, no. <laughs> didn't realise <laughs> being stage four, but whatevs. Um, and it's funny because I know we've talked about it like briefly before, but my attitude towards turning 30 is completely different now that I'm actually close to 30. Mm-hmm. It, it, when you're young... Being 30 is, like, so old. It seems so oh. far away and yeah. so old. And I I know we've talked about this before, but you know how, like... So throughout my 20s, or, yeah, the beginning portion of it, for sure, I remember hearing people that were in, like, their 40s and older talk about, oh, your 30s is the best. I would never do my 20s over. Yeah. And you hear that, like... Obviously, everyone says that about being a teenager because yeah. being a teenager fucking sucks. Yeah, and every, it's hard. Oh, no, thank you. Yeah. But then when you're in your 20s, you're like, what are you talking about? Like, this is the best. Like, <laughs> I'm young and da-da-da. Yeah. But now that we're, you're, we're both almost 30, yeah. it's like, oh, I get it. Like, yeah, everything just clicks into it's place. It's so much. I wouldn't want to redo my 20s. Like, it's bad in a different way. Like, it's yeah. it's it's worse. <laughs> I just think I think they're just gonna be great absolutely I am gonna welcome more money into my life mm. get rid of them them uh get rid of them damn money blocks yep I am going to I don't know just I feel like I I've had a great life and yeah. gosh I've done so much you know but I have so much more to go. We mm-hmm. both do. And I'm really excited to see what this chapter is going to be like. Ooh, crack a fresh book open, baby. Yeah. Ooh. Smell those fresh pages. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever gone on a trip for your birthday anywhere with friends or anything? Oh my God, have I? I think the only one I've really done was when I lived in Rome mm-hmm. and I had a group of my school friends, yeah, round over to the house. But you guys um, didn't go anywhere. You were... No. Well, well, no. I mean, like, it was summer... Because ho- my birthday is obviously in the summer holidays in yeah. England, so came round and we went and saw the sights and stuff but like I've no I've never done a birthday trip where we're all just a big or or a group of us going to a random place that is a holiday and we live in why have you not on my actual birthday but I've gotten gifted a trip to Vegas twice for as birthday gifts (laughs) again early 20s oh my god So, so my 21st birthday, which obviously in the States is the legal age that you can drink. Yes, it's a biggie. Yeah. And my, so my birthday's in December and it's always when I was in school or in college, it was always like the week of or right before finals. Um, So like right at the end of the semester and like Mm. it was always snowing and Mm. whatever. So my 21st birthday, oh my God, um, I had 
a party at my house, but you know, the tradition is that you go out on midnight on the night of your birthday so that you can, you know, go get a drink, whatever. But mine was in the middle of the week and everyone's uh, fucking studying and yeah. stuff. So me and like three of my friends who were already 21, like they came over and we went right at midnight to the bar and like, I got my drink and blah, blah, blah. That's so sweet. And so then the next night, but yeah, we were out like not, cr- it wasn't crazy because yeah. I had class the next day that I had to go to for finals. But um, so then the next day I went to class. I was so hungover, so tired. Finally got <laughs> through class and I came home and I was like, okay, I'm just going to go take a nap because I was having a party that night, like my, my celebration because yeah. it was like a Friday or something. And I'm walking up the stairs to go into my room to go to sleep. And I see my parents' dog run up the stairs next to me. My parents lived five hours away. They had come to surprise me for my birthday. (gasps) Weekend. (laughs) Okay, that makes way more sense. So I was like, what? Which was like, it was very sweet. And it was ended up being super fun. But I was like... But it was awesome. <laughs> I know that a big reason why they decided to come was uh, about two months before that was dad's weekend, which was, <laughs> it's this weekend every year where all of the dads come and we go to a football game mm-hmm. and like, it's like a big school wide event thing. And yeah. we, I got, so I think I got alcohol poisoning that weekend <laughs> and I like, it was really bad. Oh and my, my dad, I think was just terrified. My parents, I think were both just scared that I wasn't going to survive. Yeah. So they came to try to like moderate yes. things. But so did you get absolutely shit faced with your dad or dad's? Yeah. Wow. Every year dad's weekend is the best weekend. Oh my God. Oh my God. It, it's so much fun. Getting back to the actual <laughs> point of the story was that, yeah, for that birthday, um, my one of my good friends, she was going to Vegas and her birthday is like a, the day before mine. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, she was going with her family and then they surprised me and got me a ticket to go with her. So we got to go oh at the end gosh. of December, right before New Year's to Vegas together. And oh, I bet that was oh. messy. <laughs> story for another episode yeah you know (laughs) i don't know if we should well we'll come back to that if it feels relevant but oh my god i've kind of recently um had more thoughts of going somewhere like vegas but before it was just not not something that interested me at all if i'm honest Mm -hmm. just I don't know why. I just had this kind of concept around it. And then I remember you telling me about like your trip. So then just saying it's so much fun. And- so yeah, I think that my interest is kind of like, well, it would be a completely different trip now. Because when you go to Vegas, when you're in your like early 20s, mm. right? So basically, every casino has multiple clubs in it. And there's mm. just clubs everywhere. And every- you can walk around with your drinks, which isn't like outside of bars and stuff. You yeah. can walk around with alcohol, which isn't super common. There's only a few places mm. in the States where you can do that. Um the experiences I've had, at least. I know people that have gotten there more and had different whatever. Yeah. But it's it's really shallow. It's based on, like, what you look like. And if you're young and you're a pretty girl, whatever. Yeah. Like, there's promoters everywhere. They're like, mm. hey, like, ladies night. Get in for free on my list. Da, 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 da. And yeah. they try to make you feel like you're getting on, like, a really exclusive, like, VIP list. Yeah. But basically, they just try to corral as many girls into the club as they can before 11 o'clock. Reminds me of Ibiza. It's exact. I mean, it's the same, it's the same shit, but yeah. yeah, So there was so many, Oh God, just like getting literally like hurdled or herded through casinos. Everyone just like dinking around in their tiny little dresses and like (laughs) just dying in bathrooms. Um, but yeah, it was so much fun, but a real time. And then I think it was the next birthday. Again, my parents gifted me like a flight to Vegas. So Mm. we ended up going at a different time. But it wasn't, it wasn't like on my birthday, but it was for my birthday. So I got to celebrate it again, like two months later. See, that's the thing. What you're just like, when you're talking about the crowds and like, that does not appeal to me anymore. So that's what, like, when I was 21, I was like, yeah, fine, whatever. And now I, no. However, I would go there to experience it with you know with you for example I would not I would not do that no no that's that's exactly what I'm saying I would only go with say you 
and because knowing that you've already had that experience as well and that you're not interested in that either and also it goes both ways they're not going to be interested in (laughs) i would be i'm not the (laughs) demographic anymore you age out at around 24 for the hurdle being corralled through the casino i mean you know if you really wanted to i'm sure i'd say you look 24 thank you yeah really don't look a day over 21 (laughs) well that's (laughs) i wish i wish oh god no but you definitely don't look 29 i'd say well, I really do, and I'm not. I'm not brown nosing. I actually like genuinely don't, you don't think, think you do. I think you, and and it's weird that that's a compliment, but mm, yeah. Mm, and mm. I think that you. I mean, same. But then also, mm. I look at pictures of people where I'm like, oh, do I look that old? <laughs> <laughs> Even still, like on like reality TV shows and stuff, when they're like, you know, showing the contestants and how old they are, I'm like, yeah. fuck, yeah. <laughs> So speaking of of trips, of group trips, of girl trips, that's what we're going to talk about this week is traveling because we both have been traveling pretty much solo for Mm -hmm. this go around and we've done group trips and solo trips. So we're just, basically, I wanted to talk about it because I keep getting Facebook memories popping up of different times where I was doing fun stuff and getting to travel with my friends and it (laughs) makes me really sad and I want to just be nostalgic. So when you're... Well, I guess, do you like going on group trips? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Prepare myself for this. Um, I actually have a really hard time sometimes going on group trips. Mm -hmm. And I didn't really realize I had this issue until I went on a group trip to Barcelona with some of my friends from my Erasmus. So for people who don't know what Erasmus is, in in uni or college in England, and there are obviously, it's it's an international kind of scheme, but in England, it's normally between your second and third year of uni that you get the option to have a year in industry. So you'd work for a company. So when I was doing business, Mm -hmm. you know, work for a company or you go abroad. And And I ended up going to Brussels, and I had a brilliant time in, in Brussels and I made some really great friends. We're still friends to this day. But I realized that in Brussels, I had my own room mm-hmm. and I had my own base and I had my own space. Even though a lot of the time, all of our friends were in my room. It was yeah. kind of like the center, the epicenter because of just the location. And I ha- we had friends in the building as well. But having that space to come back to and have your own time is so important for me. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize how important it was until I went on this trip. And I noticed that it had happened on previous trips and trips after that, where I get this thing where I'll be like, I can spend say a good day or two in like really high spirits and with my friends. And then as the days go on, it's really weird, Janie. I just, start getting like really fatigued Mm. I wouldn't say paranoid but irritable irritable um and then I get inside my own head for thinking things that I would never think like in a in day-to-day normal life and bear in mind this trip for Barcelona like we're all good friends we'd left Brussels by this point this was several years after Mm -hmm. and I remember I actually had I felt like I had manifested it because I had Barcelona on a dream board of mine. And when I went traveling, this was the first time I went traveling by myself solo. I came back. And the day I got back, I got a message from my friend saying, we're going to Barcelona. Are you coming? And I was like, oh my God, this is it. Like manifestation is going to be the best trip ever. And it was a great trip. But I remember being kind of plagued by this feeling of like just being so sad. And Mm. I get like really um, in my own head about like if I'm quote unquote performing well, if that makes sense. Like if I'm being like the optimal like level of fun, travel companion and like, am I acting normal? And then I get, I'm not competitive, but like I'll look at other, my friends like together and laughing. And then I'm like, 
oh, viewing yourself they, as being excluded. Yes. They don't like me anymore. And it's, I haven't had it in years. I was just going to say, do you think that this had to do more so with like how old you were and where you were at? Or do you think that's something that would still impact you This is you what now? I'm afraid of. <laughs> so you haven't been on a group trip <laughs> <No>. since? <laughs> well, okay. You kind of have. Have I? I mean, like. Not like a group holiday. No, I guess Oh, not. no, I have. I have. I have. I went. I went skiing back, uh, snowboarding back to the resort that I did my ski season in with all of my friends. Yeah. And a similar thing happened, but not, <laughs> but not to the same degree. Yeah. And I find it so weird even saying this out loud. And I actually don't think I've told many people about this because like I said, like in normal life, I'm just not like that. Like yeah. I never really have that problem. I just... I just feel really confident pretty much most of the time and never second guess really what I'm saying or thinking or how I'm acting in front of people. Mm-hmm. And I really think it has, it's something in my way of thinking where I feel like I can't shut off or something or I can't have my own time or I'm on someone else's schedule and I don't have like some kind of control maybe. I don't know. It's really strange. I really want to find out why. I act this way. Okay. Well, I think actually you're probably, there's more people that feel similarly to you mm. than we would think. I think that's probably something that a lot of people yeah. deal with. Yeah. When I was doing my abroad time, the first trip that we went on, like a group of people went on in that there was 12 of us and we went to Palermo mm. um, in Sicily. And it was really fun, but it was like, it was literally like herding cats. Like it was 12 yeah. people. It was still pretty recent that we had started the program. And so everyone's still like all being, you know, buddy, buddy. And like people are starting to kind of figure out who their people are. Mm. Um, but for the most part, everyone got along and there were, but there were a couple of like fights that yeah. happened. And then, oh my God, this one night, it was like the one night that we all went out. Cause we went for like a long weekend or something. So not too long, but there was one night that we all went out and it was like 11 girls. And then one of the only, there was only like five guys in our entire program. And so Mm. one of them was with us and like, we just, you know, went out to dinner and then we were drinking and we were walking around and basically we ended up in like a sketchy neighborhood because we met these people that were really nice. And we're like, Hey, we'll take you guys to a cool bar. We're going to walk through this area. Just like, keep your head down. We're barreling <laughs> through. Don't stop anywhere. Mm. Well, of course, what happens is everyone starts, you know, talking to people and getting pulled into different bars. Yeah. And so the whole group is split up. And this guy was being really, he started trying to hit on me. Yeah. And then um, was, ooh, I think we made out a little bit. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe we were just dancing. Who knows? <laughs> but then his friend came over and started trying to lift my skirt up in front of everyone in this bar. Um, And so I freaked out and was like, okay, we got to go. And then um, when my one guy friend swore at them in Italian um, and and it just really kicked off from there. And it was, they all pulled up on their Vespas and it was like, they were yelling at us all in Italian and the bartender somehow got them out and like wedged a broom handle in the door. Like, it oh. doesn't sound real, but yeah, like it sounds like something out of a movie. It was rough. Um, so yeah, that was one of the nights, but there was a little bit of infighting. But that was one of the first like big trips that I remember being mm. with a bunch of people, and from that, that things that I learned just alone from that trip was being in groups divisible by two and three is very helpful. Yes. <laughs> okay. Oh so for example, for on this trip in Palermo, like. There were sites that some people wanted to see that other people didn't. And the mistake that we made was that we stayed together the entire time. So what Mm. that does is breed resentment between people because someone's going to have a louder voice and be like, well, I really want to do this. And if you're not giving, if you don't feel comfortable saying, all right, that's cool. I'm actually going to go do something different or have Mm. a buddy to go do something different with. Yeah. If you're just sort of like, fine, we'll do it. But then you're pissed off and bitching about it. That's just ultimately going to lead to a blow up at some point yeah, and then if you're, you're not present in the moment when you're actually at this place so yeah so being able to express like what it is that you want out of it so like I've been in group trips before where I've been like okay so everyone pick you know if we're here for five days everyone pick one thing that's like a non-negotiable you know 
to a certain extent, a thing that you really, really want to do while we're here. And if everyone gets their number one pick, then you're pretty much good. Like the other stuff you can kind of sort out in between, but Mm. if everyone has one thing that they get to do or see, it really helps. Then you're more likely to be flexible with other people's. And then you'll, you'll end up on things that may not have been your number one, but you realize, wow, I'm so glad someone else picked this. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I think that happened when, I mean, so many times, but when I was in New Orleans, we did that where we all kind of picked different things that we wanted to do and like Nolens, baby. And we, um, yeah, we had so much fun and definitely got to be like, you know, we split up a little bit, went and did different things. Some things were better planned out than others. Mm -mm. Um, In every group kind of trip that I've ever been on, there's always been someone who's kind of like leading the group. So you either have to decide like who the leader is and if you, if there's competing leadership going on, yeah, yeah, talk that can up. cause tension. Yeah, let's walk through it, Henny. Yes. Because, again, conflict. <sighs> Did you guys have an Ibiza trip? What happened in Ibiza? Because oh. I also have an Ibiza story. And if not, oh. if... There's four of us. There's me and my friends, that, and we've gone to school together, we've gone to uni together. There was our friend who we'd met at uni. Mm-hmm. And we're friends within in our halls and things. Halls is like accommodation. And then it was our friend's home friend. Okay. So four four girls. Yeah. And you can already see the pattern mm-hmm. that's going on here, right? It's two and two. So you can imagine where the split goes. So I feel like I was pretty uncomfortable from the get-go because um, I just didn't really like san antonio in ibiza and that's kind of like the venice beach i guess esque or st kilda style of yeah ibiza it's not the old town it's, it's there's where, not the tradition it's it's where everybody goes it's like the party center yeah yeah it's like where you're supposed to stay it's like yeah. the strip it's like the vegas strip. yeah yeah and we my friend and our mutual friends so they're quite quite strong-willed and very intelligent women, spunky, um, what's the right word? Outspoken. Outspoken, tenacious, right? And there had been kind of like brewing arguments along the way. And then one night we- With any resolution or just bickering? No, I think just like bickering, like just, just quite argumentative, mm-hmm. um, conversations. Yeah. I may not be- re- doing it justice but I do remember there being just a few like not nothing major just like little little things but it, it started building up and then there was this night where we'd gone to a club and our friends that we'd met at uni she had her bag stolen mm. and I remember I think she came in or we went outside or something and she was obviously really upset because she had been talking on the phone or to someone and this guy had literally just run up, grabbed her bag. Um, Yeah. And it's a horrible traumatic experience Mm -hmm. and I don't take that away from her. But also with alcohol mixed into Oh, everything's heightened. Yeah, Everything's heightened. And she was quite upset that we weren't there with her. And obviously we had no idea because we were inside. And of course, had we been there it would have been different, a different story. I'm not sure if we would have been able to do anything about it, but I feel like she would have felt like she was... Less alone. Yeah, yeah. less alone. And then from that night, just the arguments erupted. And I remember my my friend from school and our mutual friend just, like, screaming at each other. Oh and it was just, like, a, a power battle. And... I think I think our friend from uni walked off in the end, um, which is obviously a no-no as a group of girls, mm-hmm. you know, drunk mm-hmm. in the middle of, like, this city that we have no fucking clue where we're going, really. And, you know, you don't really split up. And our friend had said that she was wanted to go home. And at that time, I was quite... Um, I don't know. I was really upset by that. I, I remember sitting on the pool table in the hotel calling my mum at like two in the morning oh, in God. tears because obviously I, dr- I was drunk but emotional and 
I don't know. And then that caused more arguments because then my friend was like, you made Susie cry. (laughs) (laughs) It was just ridiculous. Uh, I can't even remember the premise of the argument in the end, but I remember being in our little apartment because we got this like tiny kind of like one room apartment where... Just pile in. Just pile in, you know. And it was so awkward and just awful. And oh, I don't think any of us knew what to do in any way. So my friend and I obviously split off from the other two. And because the thing is, me and the friend of a friend, we were kind of, we weren't really in it. It was more about the other two. Because they were the figureheads. They were the ones who were like butting heads, basically. So we were kind of the ones that were on the side. But it just... I don't know. It just really scarred me for life. <laughs> Jesus, that's so dramatic. Yeah, I know. And I've just never really been in that many fights. I'm just not a confrontational kind of person. So yeah. I, I was young. Like, we were all fucking so young. But yeah. Yeah. And I think it just didn't help that I just didn't like the place. And I would love to go back. And there were great things about that trip. We saw Tiesto. We went to, like, the biggest club in the in Europe or the world. I don't know. And I yeah. also saw Tiesto. Yeah, I yeah, like it was really good fun. I'd love to go back to the old town and see like the traditional. Yeah. God, I'm getting so old. Well, I said, I think, oh God, it's been so long now, but I went twice. And the first time it was off season. So I think we did stay in Old Town just because we were like, everything's closed anyway. Yeah. Um, And it was beautiful and it was so much fun. But yeah, then the second time we went, I was with my sisters and it was. I've also been in situations where there's been like competing people for the kind of leadership role. And usually it's, it's usually been around like bachelorette parties. Oh my god, pray do tell. I've never been to a bachelorette like trip. I've been to one my one of my friends' uh, bachelorette party, but it was just like yeah. in London, right? Oh. So I am so intrigued. Well, <laughs> well so bachelorette parties are like it- I don't know when it happened, but in our generation, basically, I think historically it's always been like you go out for one night with your girlfriends or your bridesmaids like either the night before the wedding, which who Mm. the fuck would do that anymore? Or like close to the wedding, but like in your hometown. Mm. But I don't know over the past 10 years or so why Mm. now it's a trip. It's always a trip somewhere for a weekend or whatever. I just think of bridesmaids. Oh my God. (laughs) Um, It's (laughs) it's literally me. (laughs) But it's, there's so, there's so much fun. I've had the best time on like every bachelorette party I've been to has been fun, but most of the time it's fine, but there's been <laughs> a handful of ones where there's always, it's, you, <laughs> there's usually some sort of power struggle between like the maid of honor and yeah. then like the person who thought they were supposed to be the maid of honor. <laughs> yeah. So my, <laughs> my kind of the way I like to think about it in, cause I've been in a bunch of weddings now and they're all just, I love my friends and it's always been super fun, but you have to keep in mind, like, who is this for? It's yeah. for your friend. It's yeah. for to celebrate them. So, like, mm. who gives a shit if you don't get to, like, go on the hike that you want to or, yeah. you know, whatever. Like, is at the end of the day, mm. this is supposed to be celebrating our friend. And what do they want to do? That's so, really like, good. yeah, I've been in situations where... <sighs> where, like, the bride has asked me to help with the planning of a bachelorette party, but then not told the maid of honor. So then like, no, or it looks like, or I'm like liaising between two friend groups. Cause I'm like friends with some people. Like, you know, if the part, if the group is, if I'm the mutual person. And so I'm kind of like middle manning between Mm. the maid of honor. And then like the group that I know better than she does or like I'm closer to. And so it can create like a weird like dynamic yeah. and like you don't want to step on anyone's toes. Or- I've never been a maid of honor, mm-hmm. which I'm, if that ever happens, great. Yeah. Um, but if not, I'm fine as well. Yeah. Like I don't, yeah. I don't care. Um, yeah. It doesn't, I doesn't bother me really. Either. No, but for, I know it's, I mean, it's a, it's a big deal. It's a lot of responsibility. Mm-hmm. And ultimately like if anything goes wrong or right, like that's usually the person that everyone blames. 
Yeah. Maybe not to their face. Maybe not. But for real, like, if someone back. has a shitty bachelorette party, yeah. the pr- they don't blame the bride. Yeah. Maybe it was the yeah, bride's choice true. for whatever they were doing, but no one blames them because yeah. it's their day yeah. and it's their weekend. Yeah. The maid of honor is the one that gets all the flack. So yeah. I totally get there's a lot of pressure to it. But I, yeah, there's there's been circumstances. Yeah, I think like I w- it would honestly, it would obviously be, an honor to be the maid of honor yeah like, if someone asked me wow what i would take like, that so yeah seriously exactly. and yeah do whatever i you know i do whatever i could to make it as bad like special but there is that that risk yeah that people because people can be really mean <laughs> well and <laughs> also then you start that... throwing in like there's always some weird outlier who you're like did you add this person because you needed the numbers to be even <laughs> because your husband was in yeah. a frat and he's got a bunch of friends yeah. and now you needed to round out the yeah. numbers and add or you made a promise when you were in high school that it's a weird co-worker that you're really close with now but you're not going to be talking to in a year and a half yeah um yeah. usually it's fine but you can always tell uh, so i'm going on one next year in june so i'm supposed mm-hmm. to go this year but obviously covid And I'm really excited for that one. I think, well, this is the dilemma, actually. I'm supposed to be going, but they've asked me to go for the bachelorette party. So that's going to be in, like, Portugal or something like that. I don't know. Wow, cool. Yeah, but then the wedding obviously isn't quite soon after. It's, like, a good chunk of time after. So I'd have to come back to Australia and then go back. So... Now I'm like, what do I do? I would actually rather be at the wedding if I'm totally yeah. honest, because I they're two of my friends that are getting married, and I, yeah. I want to be there with everyone else as well. Yeah. But then, like this bachelorette party seems fun. But then I'm like, oh my god, am I going to be weird on it again? Because I have this weird social <laughs> thing. <laughs> I just, I are you going to be the one causing fights because you want to go rafting and someone else wants to go? Oh, I'll probably just get really high. It's like. <laughs> <laughs> just be like the stoner on the side like everyone's no. got a role to play yeah yeah I mean I don't know it freaks me out I feel like just when like group trips for some reason because you don't have your normal life to just like go back to you're constantly under the microscope I feel and it's so bizarre I'm so sorry to come back to this but yeah I don't know if I, that. I think yeah. you're putting yourself under the microscope Oh, 100%. Because I've been on, like, the majority of the traveling that I've done has been in, like, group situations. And I I get that kind of, like, anxious feeling, like, Mm. of, you know, being in a new group and not having your routine. But, like, no one else is... Oh, my God, no. I know that full well. No (laughs) one else is even thinking about it. But I didn't know that back then. Right. But now I do. And I realize I was putting myself under them. I was the one doing it to myself. Mm -hmm. Um... So much so that even when, I don't know if anyone else finds this, but I used to have trouble, like, when you're moving from one place to another. And you know when, like, obviously, if you're walking along a pavement or something, you can't be in the big group. So you naturally form into the... Like a single file. Like single file. And then I would be that kind of person that, like, would just let everyone else go and I would stay at the back. And then I'd be at the back with someone... And like, if the conversation's stale or not, not not going anywhere, and then they would like walk off to someone else, I would then be like, "Oh my god, I'm not cool enough." And then it would stem from there. How freaking weird is that? I mean, it sounds like you were dealing with a lot of self confidence issues. I think I really was. I think I really was. Um, Which is funny because, like, the Barcelona trip, I'd just come back from traveling alone Mm -hmm. abroad, and I gained so much confidence from that. That I'm like, why was I then so, like, acting like this? But then I realized it was because I was so used to just when you're traveling alone, you're it's you're the authority, mm-hmm. you have control. It's your life. You're the epicenter. So you're just like meeting people here, but then going off where you want, and it's it's not like you're in mm-hmm. this group dynamic. And wow. Now I'm thinking back to it. Yeah, I definitely had self-confidence issues. Yeah. I totally get that. I, so when I was done with my, um, my semester in Italy, it was six months, basically a little bit less than that, but I was there. And then my parents 
um, flew all three of my sisters out to come meet me. And we were, um, we went to travel around Italy a little bit. And then we also went to Barcelona and Mm. Ibiza. Ibiza. Um, So when I went to Barcelona and Ibiza for the first time, Mm. it was a first spring break while I was in Italy. And originally when I was deciding between because it was St. Patrick's Day. Mm. And so a bunch of people were going to Dublin. And so I was like, Mm. do I go to Dublin or do I go to Spain? What a high quality problem. I hate myself. (laughs) But I asked my sisters because I was like, what do you want to do? And so originally it was just one of my sisters was supposed to come at the end of my semester. And she was like, oh, let's do the UK and Ireland. And I was like, sweet. So then I'll go to Spain for spring break and then we'll do the UK and Ireland in June. It'll be great. But then the rest of my sisters came which is awesome but my oldest sister who was the ringleader decided that she wanted to do Italy and Spain so I did the same trip twice oh no and again I didn't I didn't say anything yeah I didn't say like with enough gusto like I don't want to redo the same thing that I already did which then I think probably definitely contributed to me feeling like they don't care and feeling resentful when I didn't articulate it. Yeah. Cause you're probably just afraid of like what was going to happen and you didn't want to cause stress. And also like you could, you could probably see why they chose the same thing. Cause you chose it originally and you didn't. Well, Cause it's fun. And like, you yeah. know, but I was really emotional before they even got there because I was like, so sad to be leaving my program. Yeah. Like I just was devastated I didn't want it to end like I missed my friends and my family but I was just like fuck this sucks like this has been so much fun and like it was also another opportunity where I got to leave and be in a completely new place with people Mm. that didn't know me at all and I felt like for the first I was 21 for the first time I got to actually be like a hundred percent of whatever and whoever I wanted to be yeah because even leaving you know high school and going to college like it was, that was a big step. And I felt like I was started coming into myself a lot more, but I still was with around, you know, people that I had gone to high school with that ended up going to the same college. And I have a lot of friends that are from that. So it's not like, I think it's also different, like your friend group versus your family. And so going from an environment where I was with people who just knew the version of me that I had been for the last six months, which was traveling fun spontaneous like yeah I it was all good like I left with you know close relationships with so many of these people and Mm. it was amazing to then have the very stark transition to then swinging into being with my sisters who I love and are amazing and we get along obviously you know as you get older you get along better and better but um you also it takes a long time to break family patterns and I think you you know when you go back home everyone kind of regresses a little bit and you become like the angstiest version of yourself and we'll speak from experience Mm. here but it takes a lot of effort to come out of that and to Mm. remind myself who I am outside of that dynamic Mm. and it was it was like reverse culture shock but still being abroad but the culture shock of then falling back into a dynamic where like Similarly, I had just been pretty much solo and kind of just getting to do whatever I wanted to now falling in line because I'm third Mm. from oldest. So my oldest sister is very, you know, um, she's a planner. She's super organized and she likes to have things the way that she likes them. And I don't think that's an unfair statement to say. Oh my God. Um, My mom and my sister are very similar. yeah. Yeah. So falling in line and her and I used to butt heads a lot anyway when we were both younger just because I think probably in part because we were pretty similar and Mm. both very like strong in our opinions so having to feel like I had to kind of fall in line again yeah and I also I remember feeling like I just spent all this time really just depending on myself and doing well and succeeding in these ways that I you know valued of getting to travel and learn a new language not well but learning anyway and I assumed that that wasn't going to be acknowledged or recognized by Mm. my family or valued and so we went back into this dynamic and I just remember being just thinking like 
They don't care about my experiences. They don't care what I have to say. Da, 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 da. How much of that was true? Probably very little. Yeah. Um, the story that you're telling yourself. Yeah. Right? The story that I was telling myself was that, like, I was leaving a loving environment into one where I was being constantly judged and scrutinized yeah. for everything I said and did, mm. which, again, very similarly to what you were saying, that's was fully what I was projecting. Yeah. Um, but I think... Also, you know, just siblings in general, siblings in their late teens and early 20s. There was a lot of bickering, a lot of fighting. um, And I broke out into hives. Oh, my God. Really? Yeah. We were in Cinque Terre and I woke up one morning and I was covered in red, itchy bumps all over. And at first we thought, oh, fuck, it's bed bugs. But then we both looked, you know, there's no bed bugs. My sister's fine. It's just me. And I was like, I basically was having like an alert. I eventually went to the pharmacy. Yeah. I, there were stress hives. Yeah. I've broken out into hives on my entire body because of stress. Cause I was so just anxious wow. and didn't feel at ease. And I was, and yeah. I didn't know how to effectively communicate that to my sisters either. So it came out in, you know, outbursts and bickering with each other and power struggling and, you know, being Mm. passive aggressive and overtly aggressive. Um, So yeah, so I got some Benadryl or whatever it was and (laughs) had a couple of glasses of wine and was feeling Mm. really good. Uh, That night also ended in a fight. Um, (laughs) But yeah, I mean, overall, it was a beautiful trip and we got to see some really cool stuff. But I know it would be a completely different experience now. Obviously, it's been like almost 10 years since that Mm. happened. But um. I think you hit the nail on the head in that I do think there is more pressure when you're younger, when you do break off from the familiar and you're finding yourself, you're spreading your wings and you find this new world and you're like, no one has any preconceptions of who I am. I can be exactly who I want to be, who whoever that is, right? And then it's like the elastic bands. It's just no matter how far you stretch, you have to come back. Mm -hmm. And I think we do put a lot of pressure on ourselves to fit back into the way that people remember us. And I find that going home, you know, I have all these stories and experiences and it's great and I'm more confident or whatever, but there's a part of me that is scared to really show that because I don't want to be the odd one out. Like what if I go back and I've changed so much and no one else has or like going back and thinking, Oh, I'm that girl that is just banging on about her traveling trips and no one really gives a fuck. That's why we started this podcast. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And like, it's just that pressure to fit back into the box that you once were. Mm -hmm. And I think, especially in these later trips that I've taken and like the last couple of years being away for so long, it's, I would like to think I'm, hmm, I'm going to be actively practicing trying to not put that pressure on myself to fit back into a box if and when I go home, because definitely that box isn't there anymore anyway. And everyone else has grown and changed just as much as I have. And so the only person who's, telling me that I need to fit into this box is me. Oh, exactly. It it comes back to the same exact thing. It's no one else is saying this. It's literally just just your brain and we're just assuming things. And Mm -hmm. it's the story that we're telling ourselves Mm -hmm. and getting agitated and actually, you know, I think it comes back down to the fight or flight thing. It's just you're you're protecting yourself from the worst Mm -hmm. thing that you think that could happen. Yeah. And it's just a lot of times the worst thing could be because I was scared when I first left that I was going to become really distant from my family and Mm. that they were going to, you know, move on without me and forget about me, which like. I know that that's not real. And of course, everyone's living their own lives and everyone gets busy and the time change is hard. But I just have to remind myself that like if I'm missing them or if I'm feeling excluded, which I'm not, I, I'm the one that left, (laughs) but if I'm feeling left out, then it's on me to make a phone call or send a text or reach out in some way. Mm -hmm. And if people don't, you know, get back to me in a timely manner, it doesn't, 
automatically mean that they have forgotten about me and moved on. Yeah. Like, it's okay. Everyone's yeah. living their lives. Yeah, absolutely. In summation, I think that it would be helpful to say what works and what doesn't. Yeah. I would say what works is um, splitting into smaller groups um, with people that want to do similar things because then you can really be in that moment together, enjoy it, and then come back to the group with Mm -hmm. the stories and you avoid the tension. Um, I would say... I think another thing that works is figuring out clear kind of roles essentially before you leave yeah having really open communication about what your expectations are before you go and so that it's not that you get wherever you're headed to and then you're like okay now what um so if someone is really good at researching stuff and wants to look at a bunch of different tours or whatever like have them be the captain of that yeah if If someone's someone's, a foodie yeah if someone's really into airbnbs or like you know architecture or something like find out what the people in your group what their strong suits are Mm. and have them project manage an aspect of the trip that way everyone's included everyone feels like they're contributing something and i think it decreases the likelihood of someone feeling like resentful or left out in some way so even if it's like your day is you get to do the relaxing day and pick what it is that we're going to do on this day off we don't have anything else planned yeah and if that's nothing cool I'd say another really good tip is to be aware of everyone's financial bracket. Yeah. Because inevitably you're going to have members of the group who are more cash rich and, you know, those who don't have such funds. So you don't need to divulge every detail of your bank account, but I think it's really good to be aware of that. Mm -hmm. And because then you run the risk of, ostracizing people and making them feel like if they can't afford it for example or if someone someone could feel like oh I'm being too flashy and that could get them down kind mm-hmm. of thing like just be be cognizant considerate, uh, considerate about everyone's budgets totally. and what is um reasonable expectations yeah I think that's a really that's a really important part that I know we didn't really touch on mm-hmm. but that's yeah I think you're totally right in that I say I've got Two more. I, one I would say would be if you're sharing accommodation, sharing space of some sort, just be as respectful as you possibly can. If you're a naturally messy person, right, you can be clean for three to five days. Like mm-hmm. it's not that hard. Oh, I am. I mean, you know, I am like when I get ready, I have to pull everything out and look at it and my yeah. makeup's everywhere and whatever. And it's, I'm, yeah. but. I also, what I try to do on group trips is then I will throw everything back into my corner or into my bag before we leave because I know I don't want to be the asshole that just because I can't keep my shit together (laughs) and I'm a disorganized mess, if we're sharing a room, like that's not fair to make it someone else's problem. So being mindful of your space and that you're sharing a space with other people. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I would say, I've got a couple of others. I'd say punctuality was probably, is probably like I think that quite would, a strong point. I would follow, I would categorize that under just being considerate of the other people yeah. in the group. Yeah. Because you're, this is something that you're all doing together. Mm. And that while it's important for you to have your own experience and to get, you know, have the, the time that you want out of it, mm. everyone's also looking for that too. So yeah, be considerate of the people that you're with. Exactly. And, you know, if shit happens, like stuff goes wrong, you know, you miss a bus to go and meet your friends or you get on the wrong tramp, but it's communication after that. It's like, don't be afraid to be like, oh, I'm I messed up, like mm-hmm. I did this or I'm running late, but like, don't leave your friends hanging. Another tip I have. <laughs> <laughs> For someone who doesn't like group trips. <laughs> I, I mean, this is actually kind of more of a general, but it really works for group trips is um, you have a meeting point. Mm. So if, you know, someone gets lost or separated from the group, uh, if you lose your cell phone or whatever it is, you always have that place that you know at the end of the day, if the worst comes to worst, it's the end of the day, you'll know that that person yep. will most likely be there. Totally. And I think that's... Uh, Something that we I've done on pretty much, again, every 
bachelorette party, every group trip that we've been on, mm-hmm. is you turn on your, um, like, find my friend. Mm-hmm. It's helpful if everybody has an iPhone. But yeah. if not, you know, I think you can do it through WhatsApp, too, where you share yeah. your location. And you just keep it on for the night. You don't have to keep it on all the time because I know it can drain data and whatever. Yeah. But um, it's a really helpful way to then, even if you lose yourself from your phone, you can find your phone. Yes. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But keeping that on so that way, it's been, yeah, because a lot of times, I mean, God, again, New Orleans. Oh, Lord. There's just people <laughs> everywhere. And we were there for Halloween, so everyone's dressed up, so you can't oh, really recognize. Wow. But getting to see, like, pull out your phone and say, okay, there are, like, two bars over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's then, a really good tip. Yeah. Yeah. Turn oh on your location God. services. I'd love to go to New Orleans. Oh, this is all this talk is just making me want to go fucking yeah. party somewhere. I want to eat vegetarian gumbo. And oh, well, and yeah. Is that not a thing? Um, is it a thing? I mean, I think gumbo by definition is like made of meat. Like it's sausage oh. and it's like a broth. Oh, okay. So it's like a stew, basically. Yeah. Oh. yeah. It's like okay, a we'll sausage and bit. seafood stew. Right. Sausage and seafood. Mm-hmm. Okay. But like you have lots of cool drinks and jazz music, right? So much jazz music. Okay. The music's amazing. I mean, okay. we're definitely, I can't wait to bring you to America. You're going to yeah. get so fat. <laughs> okay. Challenge accepted. And I'll go to England and what's going to happen <laughs> you'll probably get really pale <laughs> fair we'll go to ireland for st paddy's oh my fucking god i mean we don't have to go for st paddy's but i do want to go it would be fun i though. really want to go oh my god oh lord <laughs> <laughs> i can't wait my friends will love you oh yeah i know i hope i know i know well, I can't wait to bring oh, yeah. you to America. I mean, yeah. I'm a little nervous. Cause oh my gosh. I feel like... In case I get shot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so those are things that work. I think yeah. overarching, when you're traveling with people, you have to be communicative about yeah. your needs, your wants, your expectations. Yeah. Um, because otherwise, it's going to... How is anyone else supposed to know? Yeah. So, Communication is key. Just staying as open as you can. And if you do ever feel like you're getting a bit down, don't do what I do <laughs> and just shut off completely and just kind of like try not to talk to anyone. Yeah. Has um, that worked? Never. <laughs> I'm an idiot. You're not every an idiot. time. Every time. Someone will just will then come up to me. Are you sure you're okay? Yeah, yeah, I'm fine, I'm fine. Are you sure? Are you sure? I just, like, dig myself into this hole and then I end up in tears. and uh... Get into a practice in just everyday life before you go on a trip somewhere. If you're feeling like you need some fucking time to yourself or you're feeling a bit down, like, reaching out and articulating, even if it's just to yourself, because that's something that I know I've struggled with is communicating to other people how I'm feeling. And then if I really think about it, I'm like, how, why am I feeling this way? So if you can... First, practice articulating it to yourself of why you're feeling down or anxious. Like, if you had the tools to however many years ago when you're on this trip, Mm. think to yourself, I'm feeling left out and excluded. Mm. What can I do to, you know, and that's because of X, Y, and Z. Mm. What can I do to make it better? Then it might have been different for you. But you were convincing yourself that it was your problem alone. Definitely. And then I would just get into a darker hole because I would just beat myself up for thinking that way and being like, oh, for God's sake, shut up. Stop trying to bring attention to yourself. Like, Super helpful. Yeah, just stop stop making it about you. This is a group trip kind of thing. Yeah. I think another really good thing to know is, is get to know yourself. Like you were saying, get to know if you're an introvert or an extrovert or where you are on that spectrum. Because yep. I think there's we all have essences of... Yeah each side and I, I always thought of myself as an extrovert just because I've always been described by other people as extroverted exactly yeah. however now I realize I'm actually part of each one in the sense that I get my energy from people and I, I love yeah. being social and I love that but I need that time to myself to literally be in a room by myself and just like have my time to sit and think and do whatever I need yeah, to do. restore yeah yeah exactly recharge the batteries because yeah. I just can't be like 
on all the time. On all the time. I think, yeah, you're totally right. It's helpful to have that awareness of what you need. So that way, when Mm -hmm. you're planning, you can say, like, I'm going to need a minute to go take a walk by myself or I'd like to go do this and I can do it alone or whatever. Yeah. Planning and it's okay to take that time Mm. and it's totally fine. And doing it with confidence. No one will ever second guess you. Like, fuck it. And if you're with people that are like going to give you shit, then you should pick different friends to go on a trip with. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Good point. All right. All right. Yeah. Shall we? Well, I've had a very lovely time. (laughs) I think this has been brilliant and I've gained so much of it actually just talking about it out loud to you has made me realize so many things I wish I knew before you know what's interesting is I remember when I first brought this up of like oh let's talk about group trips and I could I felt like I sensed some hesitation from you of being like yeah let's think of other stuff too though and I was like oh okay and it makes sense now but I'm glad that we've had the chance and I hope it's been helpful for you to talk through it honestly it really has like you you you're right I don't I don't know I felt something come up for me and I don't know there's just a sense of like I really don't want to talk about that mm-hmm. I think because I've kind of suppressed this for a long time I've never really spoken to anyone about it yeah and actually the the first time I ever realized this was kind of a thing was when my mum told me that she had the same thing when she went on a girl's trip mm. and after that she said she basically fell out with like her best friend in the group and look I wasn't there I don't I don't really know what happened but and I love my mother I know what she's like on good and bad days like we all have that yeah um but she said to me after she's like Suze I just know I don't do well on group trips like if I'm gonna go on a holiday I'm gonna go with your dad or I'm gonna go with us our family and that's it. That's all I can take. I was like, you know what? Freaking fair enough. Like, you know yourself. You know what you like. Yeah. She's of an age where she's a woman. <laughs> she knows herself. And if that means not going on group trips in the future, that's, that's fine. fine. Yeah. Did she say that to you before or after you had had that experience? I think it was a couple of years after. Okay. Actually. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it was a couple of years after. Yeah. It, is it? Oh, now I'm second guessing. But um... the only reason I ask is because I know that reminds me of like, because we pick up so much from our parents. Yeah. That I, the first thing I thought of was I wonder if you picking up from your mom and being like, well, I just don't do well in group trips. That yeah. you, if maybe you like, I was assumed, telling myself that. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, my mom doesn't do well. Like, mm-hmm. I just don't either. Mm-hmm. And giving yourself that kind of secluding yourself from the group by just telling yourself the story that you Mm. don't do well in group trips I don't know yeah weird I'd be I mean I'm so looking forward to going on more group trips now well yeah as soon as we're allowed I mean this is the thing as well it's in group trips I do mean also like larger groups yeah when it's going to be the three of us going up the East Coast, like that, that doesn't even cross my mind. Mm. Also because we're all like, we're, the three of us are close and everything. Um, yeah, it's only in like bigger, larger mm-hmm. ones where it's like, you know, I seven, love it. people. I yeah. love group trips. Yeah, that's interesting. I just like, I, I like the variety that they bring. Yeah. I like being able to, because I am obviously like on the spectrum of, introversion and extroversion mm-hmm. I'm a pretty extroverted person yeah. like I like I, of course I need time to myself whatever but for the most part that's how I get my energy and that's mm. so I love it yeah rock forth let's go on more group trips together I'd love you to can, as can... soon as we're allowed to leave this fucking city <laughs> I would love to go somewhere warm with a bunch of my friends and drink on a beach yeah that would be nice I can't wait to get out of Victoria. (laughs) (sighs) All right, friends. We're going to be okay. All right. Thank you so much for listening. And we hope that this was helpful for you and your future planning for trips to celebrate the end of the pandemic. (laughs) You can catch us on Instagram. Get us on the gram. We're at, we're not really back. Packers. Yes. Sorry, I interrupted you. It's okay. <laughs> I'm not very good at this. It's okay. 
find us on the gram. We're at We're Not Really Backpackers. We also have our Facebook page, We're Not Really Backpackers podcast, I think. But if you search for us, we'll find us. And then you can send us an email too at We're Not Really Backpackers at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you your travel stories, your do's and your don'ts, your worries and your woes. <laughs> Or if you just want to like say hey. Yeah, I'll just simply check in. Um, that would be, I'm so looking forward to our first message from someone who listens. I want to know if you're, if you're actively, if you're in a place where you're allowed to travel right now, have you been traveling? What's it been like in the yeah. post COVID era or, you know, mid COVID era? Mm. What's it been like flying? What's it been like? are you know going to different cities or i don't know country wise i would love to hear people's covid traveling experiences yes me too me too truly yeah all right thanks so much safe travels everybody goodbye